Welcome to Ecom Tips Podcast. Ecom Tips consists of several different shows. First show that we started was just simple blog narrations. It's the computer voice reading out all the blogs that KeyWebCo produces. Our second show is Q&A. It's questions and answers. You just get a question. You can either send that to me on a voice message or I just ask a question and then answer it. It's just a simple question and answer show. We have another show called The Tip Whisperer. I just get on there and I whisper a tip. We do that periodically. The big shows are Facebook live streaming. I do podcasts of my Facebook live streams. And then I multi-stream. We have a helpful tip show. We do helpful tips live on Thursday and Tuesday of every week at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. I hope you enjoyed today's show. My name is Roger Kaiserling, your host. Well, hello everybody. This is pre-show. I tested the chat. I linked everything in. We're on a few less networks today. I am on Facebook. Uh, my moderator will be on YouTube in a little bit. Um, checking through a few things here. That's why I keep looking around. Uh, looks like everything's working okay. But this is pre-show. I kind of changed it around. I got tired of that disco light thing I had going on in the background. I keep looking at the camera instead of I actually I keep looking at the screen instead of the camera. Terrible about that. Well, while we're waiting for people to get in, because I'm a little early, you know, I always start pre-chat. I want to make sure everything's working. We're not going to be pre-chat too terribly long, but before the show starts, we're going to talk about recipes. And I wanted to mention a few things. We're going to go through quite a bit of info, but it's going to be pretty light and fun. And we're going to talk uh, I'm going to talk about food. We're going to have 
it's not going to be all me just training about how to blog on recipes. We are going to do that. Um, I'm also going to take you through the cooking app, which is really awesome. A lot of people use it. It doesn't cost anything. It's free. It's easy to use. So I'll talk about that. So I have two video segments that we'll go through. Uh, video segments are great because you get to just sit back and listen. You can chat if you'd like, but uh, you just sit back and kind of go through it. It's very visual. I, uh, obviously, I am a, a person who likes graphics, so it's very, very visual. And we just literally go down the steps. I got attacked by mosquitoes, so I am scratching my leg like crazy. I shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> but we're just going to go down the steps of the app. And you're going to really like it. You, you'll end up using it if you actually save it and use it. You'll, you'll thank me if you're cooking and you go, now what was that conversion? Oh, I know. There it is. Or, you know, it's just got lots of references. You've got a Boston's bartender guide in there, PDF file in there. So, I mean, if you need any drink on the planet, you can look it up. So, you know, if you've been listing all day or working on e-commerce or doing whatever and you're tired and you're like, oh, man, I need a cocktail. I know where I can find a recipe for one. <laughs> you can just use the app for that. All right, well, before we get going, let me see the time. Let me see who's in here. Hey, we've got quite a few people popping in, uh, but uh, I'm going to wait a little bit more before we actually start the official, you know, countdown and show and all that. But what I am going to share, and I will share this again during the show, but one of the books that my mom gave me to use, not to keep, <laughs> but to use very very old it's been repaired it has no value except for what's in it it's from the Shaw Chapel Mount Tabor cookbook it's very very old it was given to me uh, by my uh, it has my grandma Jean's recipe and if you know my family that's pretty long ago it was printed in 1916 and believe it or not you know, it's aged and yellow, but it's actually in very good condition. I even keep it in a, you know, a bag and stuff. Well, we're going to not go through this book. I know that would take forever. But there are some fun things in here I'm going to try to look up real quick when we get into the show. Maybe I'll do it a little in pre-show here. I used to know where it was. I don't want to be flipping through here so much. Uh, uh. They have the recipe for Aid Society Success. Uh, uh, let me see. I, what I'm looking for. Uh, oh, wait a minute. I think it might be the end instead of the front. What I might read off. I might not. It just depends if I can find it real quick. If I can't. They have a whole section in the back, helps and tips, but that area of the book is kind of damaged. I don't want to mess with it. Now, I'm probably not going to be able to find it real quick. I'll flip through real quick and say so see it. No, actually, that might be the other book. I have two, but but I am. I know where the recipe is on this one that I want to read, that I am going to read off. Wait a minute. Two pages more, I think. Not three pages. Okay. There's a recipe in here. Uh, let me see. Not this one. Let me see my time here. This is my pre-show. This is where I get everything last minute ready that I hadn't already gotten ready. Mm. 
Okay, I think this is it. Is this it? Three, I'll go ahead and read it real quick. Make sure it's it. Three-fourths pounds of figs cut into small pieces. Three-fourths pounds of brown sugar. Three-fourths of a pound, guys. One-fourth pound seeded raisins. Juice, one-half lemon, one cup of water. Stew till soft. Run through a food chopper. Run a cracker through. And to take out all... Blah, blah, blah. Run a cracker through to take out all and add the mixture. Use the crackers are on bread. That's actually by, I'm just going to say the last name, Steelman, which is a family that's been around for a long time, I know. That's not actually quite the right one. I think I'm one page over. But I'm not going to waste much more time looking for this thing. Oh, oh, I know another one. I know where it's at because the page is bent. <laughs> Has a little paper in it. Oh, this actually looks kind of good. I don't know who stuck this recipe in here. But one thing we're going to read is a couple really old recipes. I really wanted, I grabbed the wrong book is what I did. I, I really wanted to read a chart that I found in one of the books where it's the measurements that they used to use long time ago, like in the Go West days, that if you find them in old vintage recipes, sometimes you can have a difficult time. Even now, using Google, it took me a while to find. Hey, we got lots of people popping in. I think I'm about ready to start here. This is pre-show, but I think I'm about ready to get going. But I have some recipes I'm going to read off, but mostly what we're going to do, we're going to talk about cooking, we're going to talk about the apps, I'm going to show you what you can get. We are going to go through a blog very quick. None of my videos are real long today. Uh, we've got a five minute, uh, that's the app where I go, I go through it and I'll show you all the cooking goodies you get. And it's all free. And then I've got, uh, we'll have a little chat window in between. And then I'll go into a three minute video where there's not, It's I'll talk through it, but it's not even really teaching or anything it's just it goes through the one of the blogs that i just wrote not terribly long ago it's not flawless but it's very basic it's a sandwich a pdf recipe book that i use and i've embedded it in the blog and uh, it just goes down the sections of the blog and it's going to show you what you would use on any blog but in particular i'm going to be mentioning things like if you're writing recipes uh, and we'll go through that fairly briefly because, you know, people want to talk about recipes. They want to see what's in the app. They don't really want to be trained too much on how to write a blog. A lot of people that will be in here already know that. But we will go through it, and it will be beneficial to everyone. Even if uh, you're not writing a blog on recipes, the content and how I'll discuss it, it will be relevant to marketing anything that you are trying to post or write about or, in particular, make a website or anything but I, I, I kind of figured out a way that I can discuss it that will kill more than one subject at a time. All right. I think we've got enough people in here to start rocking and rolling. So this is what we're going to do. Uh, perfect. Hey, everybody. All right. So we've got people over on YouTube as well. And Facebook is popping up. So guess what? We are going to start this ball rolling. <laughs> mm. 
All righty, guys. Well, this screen's going to load really quickly. It doesn't take too long. Um, my name is Roger Carson. We, we are here talking about tonight our recipes. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff about recipes. We are also going to go through a blog, uh, how to write one, basic. And uh, I'm also going to talk about some of the things you can do that will make it not so basic because we have professional people in here today. We're going to go through a, uh, an app that I wrote and made just four recipes but when i made it i was like you know if i just make an app that's just more recipes why not just put that all on a website that doesn't really have anything to offer besides recipes which is enough in itself because it's quality stuff i've got in here so i thought you know what let's 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 take what we're already doing and make it something that has more value and something that's fun and anyone can have for free so we made an app. Now the group that all of it kind of stemmed from is a group that I've been following forever. It's Recipes for You on Facebook. That is Linda and Jody's group. It's Linda's group, but I always call it Linda and Jody's group because they're the admins that uh, let me in. And they are the real recipe bloggers. I mean, they're, they're pros. Linda can get you hooked up with a WordPress site if you need that, by the way. Uh, and I love that group. If you're not a member or haven't checked it out, you should. It's got a lot of members, and it's a great group. And, you know, people engage a little bit, but, you know, they they really like the content that's there, and they share it, and, and it's good stuff. You're going to like it. Well, because that content's good and it has all those awesome recipes, I was like, well, you know, it would be problematic for me to create an app that I would have to feed RSS, which I can do. I have the skills to do that. But sometimes sites change, levels of content change. And I didn't want, like, if someone was posting, like, a whole bunch at once, I didn't want, like, columns where you would not find anything from anyone else or even more content. Now, that there's not a problem with it being a whole bunch of one person. But, you know, people would go one or two, and then they would say, oh, it's all the same. So I thought, well, you know, with this app, what I'll do is I'll just put the main sites and say, hey, you want awesome recipes? Go here. So you will see in the app when we go through that some of the links, it's not an app where you're just getting recipes. It's a cooking app, but it's really for recipes that the main fat of the app, so to speak. In other words, the, the real content, what you really want to seek out is all the little boxes are great, but the recipe links for the sites that have the recipes, that's where you get the best recipes. Even though I have other recipes available in there, that's what I want you to look at. So we'll, we'll go through that app here in just a little bit. Kind of looking for a particular person to pop in. It's a chef friend of mine from San Diego, but I don't know if they're going to make it. Uh, probably not. They're probably still at the restaurant. All righty, guys. Well, my moderator is in here today. By the way, you can wave at her and say hi. That's perfect finds for you. She does an excellent job. Should we throw in some links in here? She's going to have a little extra work today because I do have, every time I have multiple videos, it sometimes reset. If the chat doesn't reset and the apps are still visible, especially if it's something I'm talking about, don't even worry about it. But if not, you got to drop that link in again. And I'm sure you pretty much got that all figured out by now. You've been doing it. You're like, you know, Roger just jumps all over. I got to make sure I know where those uh, links are. <laughs> all right. So you know what we're going to do? 
I'm not going to waste anyone's time. We're going to get right to the app because I know when you guys are going to get to the chat window after we get through this first video, we have a chat window. That's where we can sit for a minute. Uh, I, I think I remember exactly now. I couldn't find a free chat. There's a recipe in here I think I want to read to you. So uh, it's a vintage book, 1916. So uh, we're going to get right on that. And then we'll talk about things. And anyone who's in here is more than welcome to put a link. We're on the live scene. This is the intro. Um, let me go ahead and tell you the rules because I, I, I don't know if anyone's new or hasn't been here before. Uh, you can basically drop links in my sites. I don't really mind as long as you're not just spamming me for the heck of it. If you want to say, hey, I sell on eBay. Here's my store. Take a peek. I don't mind that. But if you go, oh, here's sunglasses and here's a pair of shoes and here's a wallet and uh, I'll give you a discount. Any of that kind of behavior, that's just inappropriate. So try not to do that. You, you, you know, I don't mind a little bit of, hey, by the way, I have another sh channel on uh, YouTube. If you want to drop your, your link to your other channel, uh, I normally try to go through and see who watched the show and follow everybody anyway. But I don't mind that. I just wanted to let you guys know because some shows are real about that. I don't mind that at all. But if you get spammy, you know, perfect finds will find you. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's the rules, just so you know. And during the videos, I just want to make sure you, no one gets frustrated. Uh, during the videos, and they go pretty quick, uh, you can chat, which is fine. You'll get engaged on YouTube because that's where the show is actually tonight, but streams everywhere. I will peek into Facebook periodically because I am watching you guys here and we are also streaming on eight different networks worldwide just FYI anything you write on my personal page on Facebook or where I really need you is just subscribing to my YouTube channel which is Key Web Co. go over there to YouTube and if you type anything in YouTube or my personal page on Facebook it will appear on the screen which is how I will see you during the show now, I don't mind which one you use, but if you want me to see it, you can't do it really so much during the video, or you might have to repeat. I don't mind if I miss a question or a statement. Moderator will normally catch it, but if I miss it and you want something live or it's a question and I miss it, because when I switch screens, there's a huge delay sometimes. So if I miss anything, don't be afraid to say, oh, well, that didn't answer my question and ask it again but normally we're pretty good about catching everything all right well i think i've introduced enough oh my hold on and one of these windows pop open on me i've got this one little spammy thing that gets me every time after i've been on for a little while and you close it sometimes it pops open you probably didn't see it but it just blinded me with this big window popping open all right, well, here we're going to go. I think we've got enough people in. They're ready to get going here. So we're going to go through this app pretty quick, and it's going to be all right. It should be fun. All right, this is the Recipes for You cooking app. It is based on a Facebook group that I just love and been part of for a very, very long time. Chat's carrying over. That's kind of cool. Uh, that is the Facebook group. Now, as you scroll through these apps, you just click on anything, and it works. Videos even play inside of them. You go to the group by pushing that button. Here's just a little tip. Now, you're going to see a few tips that are staggered in here. Uh, I will alter those every once in a blue moon, you know, put different ones in. That is the first website that is just plumb full of recipes. That is Linda's website with, I think Jody's got recipes in there too, I believe. 
Uh, but that's the tips just for you. That is a great website. Uh, here is another just little cheat sheet in case you don't want to have to look it up, even though you're going to have references to everything. You just want to scroll down the app. Oh, I forgot what this is. There it is. That's Jody's, one of Jody's sites. I believe she has another one. I need to add it in here. But you should be able to find everything from these three sites. Uh, this is Jody's recipes. You, know, you should check it out. Now, there's do-it-yourself and tips and all kinds of stuff in there. And boom, here's another tip. And I do stagger these out every so often. You know, I just don't want it to be the same look every time you go back to the app. So that's the easy way to change the look. This is the foundation site, what I call the foundation site. This is Linda's site, myhoneyplace.com, myhoneysplace.com. Great site, um, full of recipes. This is a, a cooking tips PDF, and it is pretty darn good. Um, you just click it. It opens a PDF. It'll function on your phone and anything. It's free, of course. Everything here is free. That's one of my sites. Now, I have three, but that's that's one. That's my Key Web Code blogs and archives. So I do try to take some of the recipes from the other site and drop it in there. Uh, veggie Cooking Sheet, pretty simple. Tells you the information. Another tip window. And I do change those. I mentioned that because you don't want to see the same tips over and over and over. I'm going to make a catalog of those, by the way. That is a Recipes for You magazine. Not all of the recipes, but mostly my recipes and some things I remember to post. And I do it in clusters, end up in that magazine, which is on Flipboard, which is pretty cool. This is a free recipe card maker. It's in the app. You just scroll down, push the button, poof, there you are. Doesn't cost any money. There's a few templates. They're pretty basic, but you know they're free and they work nicely. This is my other website. Now, there is a video, I believe, up there at the top yeah, that plays. You can push that and play. It'll pop open or you can play it right in the window. But again, I've got some recipes there, too, and lots of stuff to buy. That's KeyWebGo Global. There's another tip. And like I said, I'll change those out. I really mention that a lot because I hate looking at the same app and it's the same over and over and over. Another little video cooking tips video and that is a pretty good one. It shows those little numbers there. You can tell it's about 15 to 20 minutes long. It gives you good tips all the way through how to do everything. That of course is my helpful tips website, media, show, all of it. I also have good blogs in there but linked out to other places. That is free. There's links coming for that later. Uh, this is a, this is the bomb. Uh, this is really good. Again, a PDF. I like those because there's no drama using those and sharing them. And I really do read those a lot. So I pick the best ones. This is just a really good article that I ran across on how to write recipes. And since we are going to cover that later, it is in the app. This is the business page. I created a business page, which is mine, but it really kind of belongs to the group because Everything they post there in the group, I drop over the business page and put in the app that way. I'm going to add a feed, by the way, to that. That's that Boston's Bar God. You've had a hard day. You're tired of listening. You had three customers try to steal from you that day. There's your cocktails. All right. There is the Food Recipes Food Network. It's on YouTube. If you want to know kind of what the trends are, they kind of keep along with the trends. You don't necessarily always have to use their YouTube recipes. Um, that is really a good guide. I have no vested interest, in, by the way, except my own businesses and any of that. It's a PDF. will tell you what to buy, what to look for on your cookware. Buy good cookware. Keep it a long time. Don't buy that crap from China. Even if you're buying it from Keyweb Go Global, buy it and dispose of it. If you're going to buy good cookware, you can buy that from me too. Make sure you look for the difference. There's a tip. 
That is one of Linda's tips. I don't know where she got it or even if she wrote it. I think she might have written that one, but I liked it and I stuck it in there. Need a website to do your blogs or do your blog recipes or even to sell your business or whatever. I do those. You can click that, but that will give you a free website. I do them for paid on that free service. So get a free website if you need help. You pay me a little bit of money, $225. I crank you one out. Here is, again, the link to the Facebook group. That is the Facebook group, not my business page, the group. That's where you need to go. Business page is more so I have a place to feed uh, some feeds I'm creating. I just went by my global store again. That's fine. And here, of course, I have to put ads in here. Uh, here is where you can be an affiliate at keywebco.com. Click that link. It'll talk you through it. It's free. You just basically copy a link, share it. If anyone buys it, you can get paid. And there is the awesome link. And I am going to make sure you guys all get that. I'm going to even put it in Facebook. That link will take you to where I do all. We're going to the chat window. See, that wasn't too awful to sit through. That will take you to where I create all of my apps. How to blog. How to communicate what to do for everything, how to run a business, how to do a business plan. Everything that I am going to talk about in every single show. In the past, I put some in, and I'm, going to, I'm updating those. But all shows, basically for the last week, I've already been doing it, and I've made a few ahead. All shows. Thanks for those links. Awesome. All shows. All shows. And all topics that I discussed in my blogs, which cover everything. I'm about ready to publish a book before long. Actually, I need to do more shows and get more topics covered first, but because I'll be cutting those up in little video segments so I can talk to you throughout, but that's another story. But all shows are in that app, so if you need any help with anything, that link at the end, I'm going to talk about it for a second, that link at the end is the bomb for you guys. If you miss something I say or don't understand something or just want to figure out the SEO on your site, you can click to that one website, and all of these apps I create are free. You can make them yourself on AdSme. My employees call me. I've just been making them a long time, so I'm pretty good at it. But you make them, or you can use mine. And in that site, that link at the end that I gave, or that I'm going to give you, uh, they will actually all scroll, and all the buttons will work and everything in the one website. So if you want a tool, that you never have to go searching here and there to find every bit of data you could everything ever want. Some of these apps where you just hit each button by the time you're at the at the bottom of the app, you've got a perfect result. So, well, as close to perfect as you do the work. <laughs> we got to be honest here. So, it those are all free to you guys. That's why I'm kind of going on about that now. From AdsMe, any AdsMe link, I have put the link to find all the others. So if if you don't take anything away from my shows at all, at least go in there and look at the apps I create because all the stuff you need to know is there. And it doesn't cost anything. And I even do everything myself. These are the apps for the links that I use to run, well, I used to use to run my eBay, to do Amazon, and I still use today for my global business and everything else I do. So I'm telling you, it's the stuff that I use and I put it all in an app so everyone can do it. And I don't pay for anything. I only pay little bits of money for certain things I have to have. Just wanted you guys to know that. Now, we have another segment that we're going to go through here pretty quick. If anyone has any questions about anything, you're more than welcome to put it in here. Um, 
I'll give you some time on the other networks to catch uh, these links. Give me just a second here. I've got this other one queued up. I always do this link on Facebook because, like I said, if you have this link, you can find everything you need. You can also go to keywebco.com and just use my menu. But I don't want everyone to feel when I'm giving you something that I'm trying to get you to buy something. I get tired of watching shows like that, even though, yeah, I hit you up to do stuff. But I'm not trying to sell you something the entire time we're on here. All right. Uh, hold on. So let me make sure you guys have access to everything you need. That's the link um, that's popping up here from Facebook. Now that you can read on the screen. And it, my posts, I think, sometimes appear in the Facebook or in the YouTube chat as well. I have to check that. I can't remember. So that link. And it's pretty easy to remember. Keywebco.mystrikingly.com keywebco-apps. Pretty easy. Uh, the My Strikingly. Think of My Shopify, but it's not My Strikingly instead. I don't have a domain assigned to that. That's why it's an HTTP, but it's totally safe. It's a secure site. I even have stores and stuff in mind. They're pro versions. Got to fly in here. Nah. But that app is very useful. So that's enough about my app. All right. So now what we're going to do is we're going to go through this blog. I don't have the blog article queued up in memory. I think that's in messages, but we'll probably put that later because I'm going to have another chat window that's coming on. Yeah, that's this. Oh, thanks for putting it in YouTube. I want to make sure everyone gets that. That's really important, guys. Picture's much clearer on Facebook. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry about that. Picture's much clearer on Facebook. Yeah, it, it, it's like that. It, sometimes YouTube is just not that good of a stream because I multi-stream. But as long as you guys are watching, as long as you want to put your links in, Linda, you're more than welcome to put any links you'd like in here. But let's get moving on through the videos. That way the, the links will stay up longer visible in the next. The last section is coming up where we're, 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 we've got the blog thing going. and That is... Um, that is the article that we are just about ready to jump into. Keep that in your memory because you can put it in after. That way you don't have to look that sucker up again. So don't bother putting anything else during the next three minutes. This blog thing is quick, guys. Most people in here know how to do blogs. <laughs> but I'm going to give you the little extra stuff, too. So it'll be fun. All right, here we go. All righty. This is a blog that I did. It's not flawless, but it'll work. These are the sections as we go down the page. This, of course, is a video I use to market everything. Don't just put a picture unless it's a really good picture and tells what you want. Market with video if possible. This is the article. Sandwiches, PDF I use all the time. This isn't a great article, but it's good. I like it, but it's, as far as articles go, there's better. All right, so first thing I do is a reason why you're reading it. I'm telling you, hey, this is the title. This is stuff that I've adapted all the time from, from the first PDF I put two in. That one's just a link. You see that one that says PDF? This is a link. Other, I embed because it's beautiful and it works within the page. Um, uh, but you don't have to embed something there. If you're writing an article, that could be a recipe. Then next phase down, there's always multiple links to contact with social media. And again, another statement for me. We haven't really done too much. Maybe one recipe. Then I go into a video. I do lots of videos. So the video and the information plus all the recipes involved and timestamps on some of them 
if I have that for the video. Then I always do tips. You could do another recipe. Bread. We're talking about sandwiches. Bread that you use matters. Lovely picture. All stock images from Pixabay. Never use anything else. Or Unsplash is good too. Then I do a video about bread. I also have a lot of text that you're not seeing. I cut a lot of the text sections out. But I also write about it as well. Then boom. My personal recipe that I wrote. Not copied from someone else and edited. Which is fine. We'll talk about that later. This is one that I make. You notice it's very plain, <laughs> nothing fancy, because that's the recipe I wrote. And I do. I keep it exactly like I do it. There's nothing wrong with how I wrote that, except mayo, 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 who really should say mayonnaise several times. Then I end with a picture of the sandwich of my recipe and the app that I'm giving away to everyone that they can use right there on the blog, or they can share and keep the recipes for you app. Then I give everyone a chance to subscribe to my email. They get multiple chances to do that. Also, other articles, more social media links, and then they can write a comment. Then we're in the footer. Once we get, notice how slow the footer is opening? It's a bigger section. My footer would represent what most bloggers would do in their sidebar, in the top, and the bottom. I do everything in my footer. By the way, my articles, you can print, PDF, or email to yourself in their entirety. And, you know, PDF or make them however you want. My podcast is in there as well as an RSS feed to another blog site. I cross both of them back and forth. Then it's a YouTube about, guess what, this show. Then I have my products from my Webco Global Store. It's a bunch. Then I give away free magazines. Those are Flipboard magazines on many different topics and all my different things that I'm messing around with. There's a lot more than that. Then after... The magazines, let me think. Uh, then it's my affiliate program, which I think I mentioned before. You can get my products, make a percentage by being coming an affiliate. I think that's about the end. I think, no, we have one more thing. Then, again, a chance to subscribe. And underneath, looks like selling stuff, but it's not. That is my Instagram feed. By the way, you're not catching it right here. You're not really catching it right there. This is about blogging, so uh, we're going to stay in this little blog section for a little bit so you can get look at the uh, links again. All right, so what I showed you really quick is kind of a structure of a regular blog. Now, you notice I had a lot of videos. I, I did that on purpose on the blog because it's a PDF recipe that I want them to read. Not the little one. At the top that I gave them a link, because there's two. But the one that pops open, they can read on my webpage. That's the one that's really attractive, and I like the recipes in. The other one has every recipe you can imagine. So I'm not actually trying to get them in this particular blog to read my recipe. Here's where we're going to do a little talk about blogging. It's really important when you write recipes in a blog. Just like I said, I have my personal statements stuck in. Now, that wasn't a great example of a blog, but it was okay. But you know how I had my statements, and they kind of stagger down the page. Then I'll stick a video, or I'll stick another recipe, or I'll stick my own handwritten recipe, or I'll stick a YouTube, or I'll embed something, or a picture, or a quote. There's huge amounts of things that you can add, or an ad, if you wish. The reason my statements aren't just all at the top or all at the middle or all at the bottom is a brief statement reiterating what they are seeing 
is more effective than a long statement explaining something where they get lost. Because people's attention spans when they're reading, especially when they're looking, especially when they're like uh, looking at uh, recipes, they just kind of want to see the recipe. Now that particular one that I showed in the, the the segment before, that's not a whole bunch of recipes. I recommend you always put at least three options in all of your blog recipe blogs. You don't have to do what I'm saying. There are other ways to do blog recipes. You can have a uh, subject matter and embed all the other blogs that you've written on it, not too many, but maybe four or five of the other blogs that you've written on that same topic. Like if it's about baking cookies and you've got four blogs that are different that you've written on baking cookies, embed all of those, add maybe a recipe in between the two. So I do three. A blog you've written before, a little statement what, what your blog is about. Oh, there's several articles you can link out and come back. We have some recipes here and a little video at the bottom just to thank you for coming with a whole bunch of ideas for you. So you tell them what they're going to look at at the beginning. That's important. You have to give them a reason. This is the hardest thing for people to get. No matter what you are doing, I don't care what it is, blog or whatever, you have to give them a reason to stay on your page. Click your ads if they're at the top. Why do you think the best ads are at the top? Or read your content and stay on your page through your content and give them a reason to want to stop at each one of the sections that you announce at the top. If you read someone's blog and you can't see a path within the first couple paragraphs at least, I recommend in the first paragraph, but if you can't see a path in the first couple paragraphs, telling you everything that they're going to experience except for maybe a video surprise something graphically you do or maybe a little extra content that you just didn't happen to mention but it's not overly dramatic it's not going to change the meaning of the blog you can give them some surprises but they basically want to know why they are going to scroll down if you can't get that mental trigger for them to either want to read the blog want to read your recipe or see what else you've got to push that, reach that little arm up and push that button to scroll down that page, you've lost it. If you're trying to get advertisement recipes on recipes and you're using something like Google AdSense, <coughs> which I don't use, you want them to be on your site. You want them to click those buttons as long as possible. Make sure that you give them something besides just a recipe. I've seen some bloggers that do okay with just no, no paragraph at the beginning, no images, it just basically a writing of a recipe, maybe a printable card of a recipe. Some, they always have something in there. You can do that. But if you're going to try to make advertising money, if you're trying to get a following, you're going to have to present them with something interesting every time. And you're going to have to tell them what it is immediately. Because if you don't tell them, every time what to expect they will read your next article and not know what to expect and say oh this one's not very good even if it's written fabulous <laughs> automatically they have no reason to reach over and move that slider and stay on your page so I'm, I'm one of the most important things i can teach you tonight besides use my app to find out how to do everything is to get that initial trigger from your viewer. If it's a recipe, 
if it's a dish that you are preparing and serving for dinner, get the trigger from your presentation from the very get-go and let people know what to expect. If you are going to serve a dinner, here's how we're moving into recipes again, guys. If you're going to serve a dinner, I told you I wasn't going to do all business all day. If you're going to serve a dinner to somebody and you really want to make an impression, you can serve it on paper plates for that matter. Now, that sounds insane, but you know what? If you have properly presented the food on that paper plate and it looks lovely and appetizing, they're not going to care what is served on. Now, I'm not recommending using paper plates. <laughs> I'm just giving you an example of the presentation of the food. That's another thing that I want to pop a little bit back to the business end. On your recipes, when you are putting images, I'm going to mention these images several times, uh, use things like Pixabay, use things like Unsplash. You don't have to give credit on those images. You should. I'm really bad about it. My alt tags have it, but my live images are quite often I don't put it. Doesn't make any difference. Public domain images, and you're more than welcome to use it. You will not get excessive hits. Notice I said excessive hits by Google if you do not credit them. Google already knows that those images are public domain and are used all the time. You don't use the first ones that come up in the search for popular or relevant. Take the time to scroll down those apps a few pages and see what less people are looking at, but just as good quality, sometimes even better. So do take the time on your images for recipes, anything else? All right, Linda, thank you for putting that in there. That, that is what I call the foundation recipe place because that, that's where I actually went in and looked and said, okay, this is how a recipe is supposed to be written up. Now, speaking of that, if I wanted to go to myhoneysplace.com right over there and use a recipe from there, now, what I would do is simply embed the entire article or the particular recipe that uh, it, well, hers would be in an article. So I would just embed it right in the page. Now, that doesn't mean that they would read it like a PDF. There's a big difference. You guys need to know that. PDF is read right there on the page. They can see the whole thing without leaving. When you embed an article, it gives them an image, a title, a nice little summary. In other words, what appears on Google. So write those very well. And, you know, the little meta tags and all that. Put all that stuff in there. Write that up nicely. So that's what appears in, in an embedded article. That to read more than just a little paragraph of it and see, you know, I think it's the header image it puts. Then you click it and it takes you to the article. So if you can get your articles embedded into other articles, that is the bomb. You have absolutely zero drama with those articles being in Google because they are actually reading the article on the other site. Now, that said, you don't want to be sending every single article that you have with a bunch of embeds to a bunch of different sites. You want to keep them on yours. But you do want to have that cross-posting. It's very important. If you don't know anybody, well, there's me and there's people at Recipes for You, I'm sure they wouldn't mind you uh, contacting me, contacting us. And in some ways saying, hell, I've got a few recipes. Let me see what you've got. And, you know, might like one of them. I'll say, oh, yeah, I'll embed that in one of my articles. Or, or here, why don't you guest write in one of my articles for me? I'll just copy it and give you, put the embed credit or whatever. 
it's good to do a little bit of that. You don't want to do much, but you want to do a little bit of that with a lot of different people, but mostly keep it, keep it where they're going to be staying on your site. That, that's complicated. I should have explained that better. If I was writing a recipe about cookies and uh, Linda was writing a recipe about cookies and I wanted to use Linda's recipe in my site, I would just grab it and embed it in there. No problem. Okay. She could do the same to me if she wanted, but that's embedding. If I wanted to use Linda's recipe in my website, I would have to get her permission to either be a co-author and then credit that section that was actually copied from her article and then also make sure that you credit with a link back. Here's the dilemma with that. When you do that, that's fine if you have the co-author as the actual publishing author at the bottom. Yes, always open all of your links in new tabs. Make sure that's very important. That's in my uh, my app too, in, in the directions. Forgot to mention that. That is very important. Always set everything to open in a new tab. You do not want it open in the same tab. Nobody will relook you up to go back. New tab, they just close it and there you are again. Or on a phone, you just slide it over. No problem there. That's very important. So when you, when, and you want it to open in a new tab. So when they, like, if I were to copy, I don't like to do this. If I were to copy Linda's article and put it in my article with permission and put the proper link to credit back where it came from, it would open in a new tab to make sure that they're actually going to their page. You can do that on Google and you will get away with it. There's nothing wrong with it. But I've noticed in my numbers and analytics that I've been paying attention to for quite a while now, when I embed either a friend's article or mine, as long as I'm not embedding too many outsourced articles, if I embed four embeds in my site, one embed will go to somebody else. If I embed three, one embed will go to someone else. I wouldn't push it past two and then one to someone else. It, it functions where it reads my article. It does scan, Google does scan, the bots do read the embed data because it's from Embedly and that already has the code pre-written so it tells who copied it, where it's from, who the publisher was and where it's being put. It does not read that content as on your page. So now if you embed someone's article, you're not getting a number count that sounds good. Fresh peach cake. <laughs> if you if you read uh, that article, the the reader gets to enjoy all the words for the little paragraphs, and then they click to the other site and they get the recipes and everything they want. That's no problem. Google loves that. But if you're when Google reads your word count, notice I was talking about all those little phrases. It's not going to include any embedded section because that is not written by you that is an embedded link it's just like putting a picture into your article now i mentioned that because i have seen people 
put huge amounts of PDFs uh, where they pop them open, where uh, I don't want to get technical. They basically have popped them open. And what's all the noise? What happened? Oh, you brought me something to drink. Awesome. That's my employee. You bring me something to drink. You're sweating. It's hot outside with the rain or what? Oh, you're going to love this glass. You know what this is? It's not booze. <laughs> I wish it was. No, I don't. Well, kind of I do today. Oh, this cap fits on here, kind of. It's a screw cap that kind of fits on the top. It's one of those wine bottles that's actually a wine glass, but I actually like to drink iced tea out of it. That's what's in here. Actually, it's hot tea, isn't it? It's hot tea you put in here, right? Feels hot. I can't use the straw thing you put on here. <laughs> I'll just drink it. Hold on. Mm. Oh, that's good. That's herbal tea. I'm really parched. All righty. So let's get back to it. Okay. Uh, open links to the new tab. I know where I'm at. All right. So. When you are doing those sections and you're putting your original words in each section going down the page, that's what it's reading as your content. When I put that, like the example that I gave before, that blog that we went through, the only content that was read on that page by Google as mine, even though it knows all those other sites are mine, and that actually does matter, where the, the titles the the tags the statements that i made in between each section the comments underneath each youtube because it's not just their their data it's my comments then there is a little article section you didn't see in the middle uh that's mine then the recipe that i wrote even though it's not a pdf embedded which if you're using wordpress that's okay it will read those pdfs as yours there's a little difference on wordpress than a regular website but what Google reads on WordPress is kind of like the Embedly reads on Google for my sites. So there is a little bit less that it reads. But like I said, it's part of the system. So anything built into the system like that, you don't have issues. Just thought I'd mention that. So you, you've you got your, your, your little sections that it reads as your number count, word number count. You've got your article that you've written in the center is how I do mine. You've got your recipe, and like if it's a recipe article, of course, all three recipes would be your word count. Like mine was just one. And then I had that big, long area where I was talking about, you know, using the right breads and all those other things. That's what makes my word counts on my recipes more often than the actual recipes themselves. However, if you go look at my sites, you will see that I have several recipes that it might be 10, 15 recipes plus video recipes and everything else. So I do do the big ones too. So that's the last thing I'm going to bring up about business here is which is better. I mentioned that word count for a while now. Now, why did I mention that? If you have embedded articles, as far as I'm able to tell, now I can't swear 1000% because I'm not a scientist, really. But I will tell you statistically and what I'm able to tell with a lot of research is not applying pigeon logic, actually applying numbers is what I've been able to tell is the things that you put 
decent number of pitchers. You don't want too big of pitchers. I used to have a problem with that. Uh, but a decent number of pitchers. Size for different dimensions on Pinterest. Not just one type of Pinterest size, but different types. You want to use video or you want to use GIF images if you have the capacity to do that in a small way to have some movement, especially if you're going to market with the actual image that you embed for or not embed. They don't do that. Uh, the image that you use that represents your blog, you know, the logo image, I guess is what they call it. Um, if you're going to use that, I use GIFs. And you know what? That works really nice. When my stuff, you can ask my moderator. She's always saying, my goodness, you get a lot of activity on Twitter. <laughs> you know what? I don't even mess with Twitter hardly at all. But you know what? My feeds go out there with all these cute little gift images. And then my my engagement, if someone follows, I do all that. You know, I get that covered where they're responded to if they share. So because the images are moving a lot of times, not always, sometimes it doesn't share them that way, but a lot of times the images are moving when they post on Twitter or the images are moving when those same things go to YouTube. Because see, since they're moving, I can post them to YouTube as well. Uh, but that's a little different process. But since all those moving images go out with the links to the original blog or recipe, if that's what you're doing, uh, the engagement on them is organic. Not entirely, you know, I boost everything up a little bit, but it's basically organic engagement you're getting. I am so thirsty. I'm going to drink another bit of hot tea. Mm. It's really good herbal tea. I don't, I've got to find out what he used. I think it's Celestial Fusion. All right, now I'm going to give you guys a little treat. Then we're going to go into a little bit more of a recipe section. Then we're going to be done for the evening. See how that was not that pain, painful. My app wasn't too boring and technical today. <laughs> All righty. Uh, I'm almost there. I know it's this lady from Higginsville. I used to actually make this recipe. Ah, here. You know what? I am really tempted to read this. Uh, it doesn't say much. Okay. Here it is. Quick cake. This is a very easy recipe. Oops, I lost one. By the way, I'm going to try to show that to you. I don't know if you can see that. That is not very good. I wish I could have scanned it. That is Grace Near as a girl in Odessa, Missouri, went to... Uh, the college, which is was the junior high school in Odessa, Missouri, like 18-something. Yes, Grace Jean's near, by the way. That is my great-grandmother. Great, great. No, just great-grandmother. Just that fell out of here. I forgot it was in here. Okay, quick cake. One cup sugar. One and one-half cups pride of kitchen flour. They always name the brands. Always name the brands in these old books. I've noticed that every recipe has a brand's name. Uh, one teaspoon baking powder sifted in. Put whites of two eggs in a cup. Fill half full with butter. Oh my gosh, half full. Then fill the cup with sweet milk. Put the ingredients into a crock all together. Beat five minutes. Flavor to soup taste. <laughs> Believe it or not, I actually have made that recipe thousands of times with moderate variations. 
to the ingredients. That is quick cake. That is the easiest cake you'll ever make. That's why I wanted to read that recipe to you. And this is in a very old book. There's other ones in here that are much better, of course, more complicated. But, you know, we're not going to do the recipe thing here because you do that in the app and everything else. All right, I'm going to give you one more. Now, you're going to love this one. I know who wrote these. That's why, because when I was a little kid, I met some of these people very old in the nursing home. So I know who wrote some of these. Uh, that's how old I am, guys. All right, here's one that I know who wrote. Cream filling. Two cups sugar, two cups sugar, one half cup cream, small teaspoon butter, boil 20 minutes, remove from fire, beat until cool enough to spread, flour, flavor with vanilla. Now that is, again, very basic recipes. This book is full of the most basic recipes. Now, why do I think that's so cool? Go look at modern recipes. There's a slew of ingredients in most of them right? Yes, you can use ADSME, A-D-S-Y dot M-E microsites to uh, make a uh, microsite on your phone. As a matter of fact, the best way to make them is on your phone. Uh, Sometimes, well, no, no, I've had no trouble copying them. Uh, you can use them on the PC as well. And let me go ahead and give you that link. I'm sorry, I just saw this question came through. So I, there's a huge delay, guys. That's why I'm always apologizing before I start. Um, let me go ahead and give you that link. Because sometimes I don't see anything for like five, ten minutes. <laughs> and sometimes I don't see it at all. You will love this. By the way, I'm going to talk about Asma. You guys really should use these little apps. Free. Okay, if you were making a recipe app like what I did, I link out to a whole bunch of different stuff on that particular app. If you look at some of my other ones, now you guys are going to love this. If you look at some of my other ones, you can actually write a recipe, a blog. Now, not PDF, no pictures or anything like that because the picture is actually the square. But you can actually write your recipes, just write them all out, like you would normally, you can put the same spacing and periods, you know, basic word process, but you can write them all out and they will fit in little boxes on top of the box square image. And that adds me microsite. So you can write five or six little boxes of recipes and have like a, a cupcake and five of your favorite recipes where they would actually just scroll through little boxes to get the recipe. Then five other things. Now, here's the thing. If I were to do that, as like to make a microsite, in other words, instead of you don't want to mess with a website, you don't want to do anything else, you just want to kind of make a little microsite that you can embed here and there or share around and you want to write a few recipes down or you just want to write. There's a, no limit, by the way, to the amount of boxes you put in each of these microsites. But you, let's say you just wanted to give your family recipes to somebody. Okay not sell it or anything like that. You just want to make a nice collection of recipes that take you seconds on the phone. You go to uh, uh, Pixabay, say chocolate cake. You grab a picture of chocolate cake. Bam, that little square, all orientation square on this thing. You make the little square picture of chocolate cake. 
you push the little button and it makes your finger go green when you touch it or use the mouse on a computer. You zigzag your finger over wherever they touch, you want that link to go. Then after you're done zigzagging, you hit link and it also gives you other options, but we're just gonna talk about the link. You hit link, you put the link in that you wanted to go to, you can copy and paste it in. You hit the little arrow, you hit publish, boom, there it is. So you've got a picture that if they scroll down and click that button, it takes them to your other website if that's what you want. It takes them to buy an item. takes them to anything you want it to be. You're creating it yourself. That's awesome. You can also make it where you can have the little box where they can read through the recipe briefly. Or you can even have a little story about what they're going to click and see. And then have a link at the bottom or even another picture or a YouTube video that they can play inside that app. All that can be done on your phone 100% free. PCs flickering. Yeah, you know, I'm very lucky. They have a storm in New York right now. You know, I, I knew that was happening. We, I am just barely on the edge. The air outside is not moving. Now, if there was a bigger temperature variation, we'd be having tornadoes all at the wazoo. But it's raining just, you know, like maybe 100 miles away, which in the plains, that's right next door. It's raining about 100 miles away like major storms, but it's not going to really hit us. I'm, I'm really going to luck out my sale, which is on Saturday, by the way, if you happen to be near Odessa, Missouri, it's at 103 East College in Odessa. Uh, it's my mom's house. We're going to be moving tons of totes. I've closed my eBay store, so getting rid of all my on-site inventory. Tons, I mean, tons of brand new products. Everywhere I look, I see them. <laughs> I got them sitting over here. <laughs> the Jeep over here, track, radio control. We have been taking totes over to my mom's. I know I'm getting off topic, but we've been taking totes over to my mom's. I don't even notice they're gone. <laughs> we have so much to take over there. We're kind of doing it last minute because it's going to rain a little bit just before I'm back. Oh, it came back? Wonderful. You could tell I was kind of lollygagging around there. I'm going to make sure my moderator is all able to follow along. Okay, well, that's enough of those fingers pecking in the background. That's getting on my nerves. So here we go. This is the Recipes for You app and the Recipes for You group. We're just going to scroll through. This is that video I was talking about. The app has cooking tips in it. Now, the group is awesome. It has tips and everything you need in there, too. Uh, it has do-it-yourself and all kinds of stuff. We're just doing this so you're not looking at that plain old boring thing going on. <laughs> the Boston's Bar Guide. You know I mentioned that a lot because a lot of people like to look for that. And it, it puts it where uh, it's right there in front of you. I'm going to have a drink. Uh, this is just a little thing that I'm playing here while we're taking a moment. <laughs> we're letting everything reset is what we're doing. Oh, man, I really wish he put the straw tap cap on so tight I can't use it. <laughs> Hold on. All right, we have let things reset. Let us go back to our chat window here. Okay. Yeah, we let everything reset. I'm going to go ahead and give you a link. That is the link again to get, should come through. That is the link again to get all of the apps. Like I said, no matter what you're looking for, all you got to do is pick the box. 
I also have how to write blogs and everything else in there. So we're not going to spend any more time on that. All right. Now, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to Rattle On and On and On about what's available to you. Now, I want you guys to really understand one thing. When you write a recipe, I told you I was going to talk about this. When you write a recipe and you are copying from someone else. Now, we talked about the embed and the sharing and the co-authorship and stuff. That's all self-evident. What you have to be very concerned about, you can pretty much copy the ingredients and the directions for most recipes. Do a little bit of editing, take out the brands, make the wording more like your own. Like, you know, if you don't use certain words, I wouldn't put them in your, your directions. You know, in other words, make it yours. Don't just copy and drop it into your thing and go as is. People do it all the time. You probably won't even get in trouble for that. But notice I said the ingredients and the directions on how to do it. Even you must read and edit these because if the directions say... Put a pinch in like Aunt Mabel used to do. That's original content. Even though you might not think that, that is original content. It's going to be read as something different. And it's going to be identified being copied over and over and over and over and over again. It takes a while, but it will catch that. And that's not good. Plus, that shows you were just stealing stuff, and that's awful. You shouldn't do that. What you should do, though, and I'm not telling you not to use other people's recipes and modify them. I, that's fine. The ingredients and the directions for the actual recipe. Do not use anything else unless it's embedded or properly credited. Never take a picture from someone else's blog or Google or anywhere else that doesn't come from Pixabay or Unsplash, or someplace you have a license for. And you need to always read to make sure you have, if you have to credit those licenses. See, some Unsplash ones I think you have to credit. I, I almost always use Pixabay. I even use Pixabay videos sometimes. <coughs> All right, so that's really important. Never copy a named recipe ever. Unless... It has got the full accreditation. For example, a lot of people will go to the craft site. I have seen them over and over and over. A lot of people will go to the craft recipe site because they have a PDF that you can copy really easy. Um, and their recipes are very basic. But I have seen people do that, but they don't take out the at symbol craft grated cheese. They don't take out the little phrase that says, you can use craft products for this. You've got to take those things out. Do not ever copy anything like that or use that in your context unless you contact craft and say, hey, I'm going to put a little blurb. I'm going to copy this. Do you have an embed code I could use? Do you know, if you go look at a lot of my articles, uh, business articles, and I'm not, I haven't been doing it for about six months, uh, but a lot of my older articles, especially how-to articles, you will notice a lot of HubSpot stuff in there, a lot of infographics, full-size, beautiful ones. How come those are in my blogs? Because I went to Twitter and talked to the people at HubSpot and said, you know, I really like that content. I'd like to stick it in this article. One of the first ones that I asked to use was about copyrights. Go look that up. It's an article I have on copyrights. 
I wrote them and I said, you know what? You don't really know me very well yet. I've asked you for a couple things. You were real nice to let me use a couple pictures. But you know what? I want to embed your entire info. And they had a whole article infographic. It's gorgeous. I want to embed your entire infographic into my article. They said, really? You'd like to eat that? Yeah, I'd love it. Isn't it funny that it's about copyright? They wrote back, roll it on the floor laughing. I said, you know what? You ever need to want to use any of our stuff, you just contact me. They didn't, they didn't have me download it or any of that other crap, which is not good. Remember, I told you Google knows everything. They actually went back and edited that article and put the HTML embed code that all anyone would have to do. Not just me, you know, because after I asked them for it, they've given it away. Because anyone could ask me for it and I can give away my article. So it's given away. Once you get something from somebody, it's gone. So they knew that. So they said, well, you know, if we're going to do that, we'll just embed it in there and let everyone use it. There's nothing wrong with someone taking a PDF about copyrights and how to follow the rules. Good thing. Made it public. So I just went over. They said, oh, we've edited it. You're going to love this. So I went over there. I copied the little iframe, popped it into my article. That's wonderful. Anytime I really need something that they've done uh, since then, and I don't ask often. I want to make sure it's something really great they've got and something that I really be in an appropriate article that I create. Again, you can do that same thing about embedding uh, Food Network. Let's say you wanted to put the Food Network YouTube channel. A lot of people will just embed individual recipe YouTubes. That's really the best. But Let's say you're writing a tips article on how to do cooking, and there's a series that, I don't know, Gordon Ramsay did on how to wash cast iron skillets, and it's three videos long. And it's every cast iron, Dutch oven, little hand skillets, the little things they put on the hood and all that, all the, the equipment. Really, really good. Let's say that's what you have access to. And you want to put all three of those in there. You don't want to embed all three little articles because every embed or YouTube or picture, anything you're adding slows you down. You don't want to be slow. You want your articles to pop if you're writing recipes in particular because people will scan through those things. Like I said, you've got to give them statements and reasons to keep you on the page. All right. Well, nobody else has asked any questions, at least that I can see yet. Let me take a peek in here <laughs> because I miss them, guys. I don't always get to see everything got quite a few people actually watching all over the world not that many people in the u.s actually most of the people that are watching are in the uk right now which is really odd to me isn't it the middle of the super early i think super early my va is not uh in here tonight it would be about eight in the morning i think over there but he was up last night all right well we got some people on facebook uh i don't see i'm trying to go through here uh, I did put the link for AdsMe in here for that microsite. They name the brand when they are affiliated. Yes, they name. Let's see. I'm not seeing Linda's stuff all feed through here because I changed the screens. Uh, Linda has some great comments in here. She goes up. They name the brand when they are affiliated with that product. And that is true. That's why, and especially even in these old books. Now, the old books were to identify the quality and what that actual powder was like or what the texture was like. Everything wasn't quite so uniform back then. So 
in the older books, the brands were always named because you want to use Hershey's chocolate because there was a huge difference between Hershey's and something else. <laughs> I'm just giving that as an example. But uh, Linda has a good point in here. If if you are getting a recipe from somewhere or you're writing a recipe yourself, <laughs> let's say let's say I grow, I have honey. I used to have a honey farm. So let's say I pay the money and I get it all legal licensed, which is very expensive, by the way. And I have honey that I'm producing and I call it, oh, I don't know, Key Webco honey. I don't know. Key Webco honey. And I'm producing it. And I use my Key Webco honey ingredient in a recipe. Every single recipe I write, obviously, is going to have Key Webco honey named in that article. Now, what do you think Google's going to think if it starts seeing all these other people, especially the same person stealing the same crap over and over again, where it says Key Webco honey in their article? Now, let's say that product isn't available online. Let's say it's just from a local retailer. They're going to know darn good and well, even though it's algorithms they will know that they are not using that product in their recipe if they ever investigated those stuff. Now, they don't, but think of it that way. If you think of it like, if I'm using something, how would they know if I'm actually making this recipe? And I'm telling you guys, I try to make a lot of the recipes. I can't make them all, but I try to make a lot of the recipes. And a lot of the recipes I share are ones that I've made for years. i just using a more updated version. Because a lot of my stuff is old. So keep all these things, the little facts in mind. I want to just see if there's anything else in here. Uh, yeah, that that's a good example of that peach cake. It won't let me open it while I'm on video. Now, this is very odd, guys. I know I'm taking a few moments of your time here. It tells me to bring someone on camera on Facebook in a video stream. Now, how can it do that? I don't think that option is even available. I wonder if it is. Cam, I'm going to stick you on camera. You don't have to go on camera. I'm going to see if it sends you a request. You're going to receive an invite to go on camera. You don't have to do it. If you think of it, if you're, if you're still in here, I, I'm not sure. If you think of it, Tell me if you actually got that invite. I don't know how it could actually do that when I'm restreaming. I'm not actually using Facebook. It might just be built in that way. All right, guys. Now, I hope you enjoyed listening to me rattle on and on and on and on. I'm going to give you a recipe off my memory. I've closed Facebook. I'm, uh, you know, so I'm not going to see any more comments. I didn't see any more on there. Perfect Finds is going to go home and stick a whole bunch of links. And we're about ready to uh, hit the final credits here. We're almost done. So I'm going to give you a recipe that I, I a friend of mine at the Del Coronado in San Diego years ago when I was long, young. I lived in La Jolla. First, I lived uh, near Balboa Park uh, in uh San, uh, San Diego, that's kind of near Horton Plaza. I was in Balboa Park when the PSA plane blew up, like literally right over my head. Stuff missed me by inches all over the place. <laughs> I mean, literally all around me. <laughs> that was another close, well, I died and I had a close call. That was a close call. But I was there, in case you're old enough to remember that. 
We used to call it people scattered all over airlines, which is terrible, but I was very young back then. Uh, but PSA airlines, that was a horrible thing. Well, that's where I lived first, and then I moved uh, up the beach. I went to Mission Valley, which I used to call E-Mission Valley because it always smelled like uh, car fumes. I did not stay there very long. Then I moved to the real nice area. I moved to Balboa Park, uh, uh, Laguna Beach. I mean, not Laguna Beach. That's one of those from the other coast. I moved to La Jolla. La Jolla. I used to call it Jola. <laughs> Make people laugh, but it's La Jolla, California. I live right on the beach. Two blocks from the Big Pink Hotel, in case you've ever been there. I say the Big Pink Hotel because it's right on the beach. If you've been to La Jolla, you know where the Big Pink Hotel is. Everybody goes there for Sunday brunch for Mimosa. So I live two blocks from there on the beach. It was nice. <laughs> I'll never be able to afford to live like that again, I don't think. Well, I could, but then you'd be sacrificing so much for so little. <laughs> but it was nice. It was really nice. Well, while I was there, I also moved... Uh, where was that other section? I forget where it was. Well, I had a roommate for a while that, for quite a while, very nice guy. He was a sous chef at the Del Coronado. That's a very nice hotel. Great restaurant. Five star. Well, he was the one that first taught me to put just a tiny pinch of saffron in my rice. And it just is so much better. And true, very, very true. And we're talking very, 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 very tiny pinch. Doesn't need much at all. It will change the flavor of your rice. It makes it just lovely. So he taught me that when I was pretty young. And I was like, oh, you know what? This is much better. So I really enjoyed that. And I was like, well, let's show me some other stuff. Because, you know, I've, I've always been a sponge. Show me everything. I want to know it all. So he did. Uh, he showed me a lot of stuff. One of the recipes, we were just messing around one day. Not following a real recipe. Not really cooking anything in particular we just had some ingredients that were left over from uh, a, a previous i'm sorry i'm getting some interruptions uh some ingredients left over from a previous dish that was made thanks for putting those links in there well uh i think we had some um i think we had some steaks i'm not sure the cut i wish i remembered we pounded them anyway so it wasn't probably that good of a cut uh, but we had some steaks. We pounded those super thin. I'm going to give you a recipe that we just made up one day, and it came out so good. I've made it for years and years and years, and I've never published it. I'm going to publish it tomorrow after the show, <laughs> after this is over. So here it goes. So we pounded the steaks. I think they were, gosh, it bothers me that I can't remember what cut they were. They weren't real tough, but they weren't real high grade either. We pounded them as thin as we could get. So you want to get something you can pound nice and thin. Not see-through, but thin. Let me see. What do we do next? Then we, of course, put our spices. Uh, everything gets braised and seared. You know how to cook. You sear your stuff and just to seal that moisture and flavor in. So you sear it in a pan before you season. Uh, well, that's how we did it. Sear it just, I mean, second sear. That's it. So you sear the meat on both sides after it's pounded. And then I think I think that's when we added the uh, garlics and the salts, you know, the little seasoning, whatever you would like to season your meat with. So we seasoned it. Um, next, then what we did was we had shrimp 
but it was that fake imitation shrimp. He said, we got to do something with this. And I was like, oh, I like that stuff. He was like, yeah, we'll use it. So we took that and we put a little bit of uh, ricotta cheese and some sour cream and some chives. And we laid it all like pretty big clumps of it on the very end of the stick. And then we rolled it twice. So it went around and then a quarter around again. Then we looked in there and said, oh, you know what? We have some mint I took out of the yard yesterday. Oh, that's great. Let's throw that in there. So we did. <laughs> we took the mint. We chopped it up very, very fine. I think we blanched it maybe. I, I don't remember exactly. I forget however you prepare the mint. Um, last time I did it, it was just dried. And I made it. I put it in water for a little bit and strained it. I don't like to use dried herbs without rinsing them. I know it's weird, but I always do that. So we had, and not a huge amount of mint. It wasn't overpowering, but we had a little mint. So we, we put the, the, smeared that on. And I think we added uh, a little butter with that mint too. Uh, yeah, we did. We had a little butter. That's right. We put the mint. We sauteed it real quick in a little butter. And just like a little spoon of it, a little line. And then rolled it around to the rest of the circle. So you have a lumpy, cheesy, sour, creamy, oniony circle in the middle not all the way to the end so it comes out kind of roll up like a burrito sort of and then you roll that until it's almost the end then there's a little line of green and then you roll it the rest of the way so you've got it going all the way around once nicely you still have about half left to go it'll it does a, a triple roll around if you pound it right then we put again the a thin layer we wiped a thin layer of the remaining sour cream, uh, ricotta cheese, no onions, sour cream, ricotta cheese, and we had mushrooms. And we took the mushrooms and chopped them up, which surprised me. I thought he'd leave them whole, but no, he chopped them up. And we put, so that it was a, a mixture of mushrooms, ricotta cheese, again, the sour cream. And it wasn't thick, but it was like a paste. And we pasted the whole rest of the half with that. And nothing on the bottom. Everything on the bottom is raw. And then we rolled it all the way up the rest of the way. And we put, I think we have four rolls of that. We put it in a casserole dish. This is what changes it all. I know, right now it's just, ah, that's just some cheese and some sour cream. This is what makes it really good. Then we had, now remember, this is just stuff we had left over in the house. This isn't the restaurant. This is what we were making at home. And I had bought in some golden mushroom soup. Now, Campbell's Golden Mushroom Soup, I am calling out by name. If you can't do that, it's okay. <laughs> but it really needs to be Campbell's Golden Mushroom Soup. But if it's not, you can use any mushroom soup. Cream of mushroom soup. You want creamy. And we put that in there. Concentrate. We didn't even dilute it. Just put it, like, like kind of spooned it out in lumps across the whole thing and kind of smeared it down with a spatula. This is what changes that again. We had one package, one whole package of the sliced Swiss cheese with holes in it, the good stuff. So we covered the whole top with the Swiss cheese and we had a little chives left over. You know, the onions, sprouts, things, chives. We sprinkled a little bit of that on top, a little garlic in the whole mess. I think that was just a powder. That's all we had. We didn't really have a lot at home because why cook at home? He would bring home stuff from the restaurant you know that they overcooked or ready to go bad oh here take that home it's gonna go bad by tomorrow oh okay so we very seldom cooked at home so we always had little leftovers of this and that 
Well, then we put it in the uh, oven at 350. And remember, the meat was uh, seared, but not cooked, not finished. And think how much fluid's in here, guys. Think about it for a moment. You've got all that sour cream. You've got the cheese. The ricotta cheese kind of stays kind of together a little bit. And then you've got the Swiss. The Swiss is lovely on the top. So what happens is all that mushroom and all that milky and cheesy broth kind of boil up in through the the Swiss cheese at the top. Swiss cheese in the top kind of melts into it and it gets a nice little browning at the top when it's done. Uh, I think we turned it up very high at the last little bit. You just like, you cook it at 350 till it's done. You know, what we do is just, what he did was just cut off one of the little end pieces because it wasn't being presented anywhere. But if you were presenting it, you wouldn't want to do that. He just took a knife and cut off the end look see if it was done. You know, you can figure it out how long to do it. You would cook it like you would do any casserole. So, we're not quite done. We're almost done. The last little ingredient, which is put in before you turn the temperature up, was uh, he put a little bit of Grand Meunier, because that's what we had laying around. But it could actually be any kind of, uh, any kind of liquor that would go with uh, uh, Swiss cheese and sour cream flavor. So you wouldn't want any, uh, the Grand Meunier is just because that's what we have. And then we're talking just a little tiny flavor. It could be sherry, it could be wine, whatever. You don't have to add that, but I always try to get one of those little, you know, the little shot bottles they have of Grabinier, the little testers, because that stuff's too expensive to buy. Like, extremely expensive for a little bottle of that. Of course, if I bought a bottle, I'd have it for 20 years. <laughs> really, it would take me that long to go through it. Uh, but just like a little shot of that in there. And that does add a lot to it, but I have made it without that, and it's, it's just about as good. Um, uh, what was the other thing? You can use, uh, oh, what was the other thing that we used once? We used to make this pretty often because it was often those were the ingredients that we kind of had left over from the stuff we bring home. Um, gosh, I can't remember what the other, oh, one time we did it where we didn't have, we didn't have the sour cream and we didn't do the mint. What we did instead was uh, we had roasted the garlic. We had like whole cloves of roasted garlic. Had tons of it. I mean, they were like throwing out because they had ordered just like this huge amount and they ended up sending extra cases and they wouldn't take it back. So they're like, oh, here, take these away. Give it to people. <laughs> I, mean, I, I used to enjoy that stuff coming home. So we had all this roasted garlic. So what we did was, since we didn't have the sour cream, but we did have the cheeses, um, we did have we had two kinds of cheese. We had uh, I think that one we did with uh, that one we did with a monster cheese. I think is what we had laying around. So we took the roasted garlics and we we rolled them into the 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 steak. We had onion and roasted garlic and we rolled those into the steak. We basically did the same thing but without the excessive creams. Uh, we still use the cream of mushroom soup and we still use, I think it was a monster we put on the top. Uh, but I've made that one again also before because uh, that's actually really good. Anytime you can roll, pound out a steak, doesn't really matter too much of the quality. You don't want a bunch of, you know, stringy stuff, but 
you pound it out and you can roll ingredients into it it becomes very flavorful so that that's just a recipe that we were messing around with and we came up with and i haven't ever really written it because i don't even know what to call it <laughs> i really don't because it's basically just kind of what we used to call leftovers that's what we used to call leftovers all the time but i actually have really good recipes i i just it's very difficult for me to write out a manual recipe like you saw that sandwich recipe that I wrote up. I do it all the time, but it's really hard for me to write one when it's something I just make all the time. And if I've learned how to make it, someone showed me how to make it by me seeing a recipe, I can write it out easy peasy. And it's not like I copy it. It's just, I just, oh, that's how much of this, that's how much of that. But I'm a visual learner. So if I haven't actually seen it written out before it takes me forever to remember now how much of that did i put in there but if i'd ever seen it written i'd remember forever how much was in there isn't that crazy this glass guys i'm laughing at this glass my employee remember i closed my ebay tons of product products you have no idea my employee has been trying to get his hands on this particular glass for like a year we bought a whole bunch of them sold all but three this one we didn't sell i don't know if you can tell the writing on this one's messed up see it's a very a lot of bottom word is not a word it's all rubbed off and it came that way so this one was in my reject pile he's been trying to take it out of the reject pile but you know what i do i don't ever throw out my rejects like something i get that's defective or or uh, returns i always save them back because one i just i can donate them to charity two and more importantly quite often someone will get something and like now this one wouldn't do them any good but like let's say it's the box and most of the time that's what it is let's say the box is damaged online you can't send anything with a damaged box you end up giving it away so instead of throwing it out or selling it off at a yard sale which is what i'm doing now I would keep it. Well, it was amazing how many times, especially with glasses and stuff, how many times someone will say, you know what, do you have an extra glass? Or do you have one? Uh, or the eyeglass broke or something? Or they'll say, uh, do you happen to have two more glasses? Because I actually have a set for eight instead of four or six or whatever. And it's amazing how many times something like this that I would have normally just liquidated off or sold off uh, instantly having it left over in a storage separate storage all inventoried you know all records kept but having it in a separate place how many customers were thrilled when i said well yeah i don't have any more listed but i actually had two returns and uh nothing wrong with them except the box is bad or sometimes an item was broken and they went ahead and returned it anyway you know i told them threw it away throw it away people used to love to do that and uh uh, so I, I end up with an item that I can include with something else. I used to do it all the time with my train sets. Hold on, my train. I don't like it as much when it's cooled off, so I'm not going to drink any more of it. All right, so uh, train sets. You know the inexpensive $10 train sets that they have? Um, that I used to sell thousands of, and I mean that, thousands of them. Well, 
quite often I would buy like, you know, 50 sets in a day or 20 sets, depends on wherever I could find them. I used to drive all over to get these things. So I'd get the sets and I'd get them home and I'd inspect every single one. Because these are low-end products, not real high-end quality trains. And normally about 1 in 30 would have either an engine that didn't work or a little wheel that was off. And I inspected these things very well. So what I would do is the ones that, like, if it was a train set and the wheel would be off, I'd take the train that had the bad wheel, I would actually throw that in the trash and just totally get rid of it, get make sure it was out of here. But all the tracks, all the other cars, I would sort by the type they were because I had hundreds and thousands. I actually had thousands and thousands of these sets. I bought them every year for years and years and years. So I would just accumulate all the extra tracks, all the extra cars, sometimes engines. Sometimes it was the other way around, but normally it was the engine that was bad. So I'd accumulate all this stuff up. Well, every once in a while, I would get an order from what I used, what we used to call our uh, large family orders. And they, I know it was, no, it was a large family because they would order a kind of, not the cheap stuff, not the expensive stuff, not the middle either, but kind of a little below middle grade stuff because I carried everything. But they would order a lot, all at the same about dollar values trying to get up to that number 10 where they got a, a pretty good discount back then on eBay. Oh, I used to get a lot of those orders because I actually have pretty good prices. So I'd get a lot of those orders. Well, if they would order, some of them would order two train sets or three train sets, then they would order four or five different dolls. Now, the train sets I had were variations, but all the tracks... And all the cars would work interchangeably between all the sets. They were all the same scale. So whenever I would get those big family orders, I would go, oh, you know what? They bought three train sets. They've got three boys. They've got five girls. They bought like five dolls. I mean, I just bought tons of orders like these. I'm just going to go grab some stuff. So I would literally, as I was walking by from the big from the warehouse with the train sets where my employer was bringing them in, however it worked, I would literally just reach down and grab a handful of extra tracks and sometimes two or three extra little cars. Sometimes they had the little rare, you know, the train car crossing signs and the little, what was the other thing? Was little fake trees and stuff. I just reach in and grab a little bit extra uh, of the things that, I didn't really have in sets anymore. The things have been returned and one part had been missing. Well, it ended up being that I would get so many thank you notes and reorders over and over because they were thrilled. Didn't It was stuff that I would have just disposed of anyway. Now, I bring that up for a reason. When you are writing a recipe, how many times if you had ingredients left over and you just don't know what the heck you're going to make with it, <laughs> it's like I don't have time to go to the store I'm out of milk I don't have any butter I don't have any vegetable oil or whatever it is you need to prepare whatever you've got in your cabinet that you wanted to make how many times have you gone online and tried to find a recipe that would provide those answers for you I have many times I go to PDFs and look but I have many times so keep that in mind not only when you are making steak meals out of ingredients you have left over, if you think to write down the recipe 
Like I, said, I gave a very bad rendition of the recipe. There's more to it. I'll write it up. It'll be available tomorrow. But uh, I'm going to make it tomorrow morning, midday. No, I'll make it tomorrow midday. That way I make sure that I get it all right. I don't want to write it down again. I haven't made it in a while. So I'll write that recipe. Yeah, well, just like I was sitting here hammering around trying to remember all the ingredients and in the order I put them in. After I've written that up and it's a published recipe, let's say you try it. But you're like, wow, you know, he made this recipe with the mint in it. But I don't think I like the mint. I think I'm going to put something else. As a matter of fact, I have a little rosemary sprig. And I've done this. That's why I mentioned it. I have a little rosemary sprig out here. I think I'll just stick a little rosemary in there or a little thyme or whatever it is you want to put in there. Let's say you've got a can of spaghetti sauce left over. And you have a little chunk of mozzarella cheese. And... But you don't have hamburger if you were in to make regular spaghetti or you don't have the pasta. But you have an old round steak in the refrigerator. Well, you pound it out, you roll it up, you put the cheese inside, you roll it up, you put the little tomato sauce on there. If you have a bay leaf, maybe stick that in there and poof, you've got a meal. So write that up as a recipe and see how it comes out. Cook it. If it's good, write it up because you'd be amazed if you write original recipes, completely original work. None of the ingredients are exactly like any other recipe out of there. The instructions are all handwritten and not like any other recipe out there. Then you will get some value from that. But I'm going to warn you. You're going to laugh when I say this. To actually write anything completely original, statistically, is almost impossible. Someone in time has written... <laughs> exactly or almost exactly the same words that you're going to create and write up even no matter how creative or unusual you try to be you will find something that is almost exactly like it out there just be warned i've tried for years to create original things and i do it all the time but only to a certain level normally original creations are using different pieces reassembling them back together in a way that is original to you. And that is how Google is going to read your recipe site. All right, so I told a story. I talked about a bunch of different stuff. I tied it all into recipes throughout the show. We stayed on here exactly as long as I thought we probably would. We did go through a few things. I hope you enjoyed listening to me rattle on and on and on a little bit about e-commerce, a little bit about recipes. Make sure you go to the Recipes for You group. It's a great group. There's nothing for you to buy there or anything like that. If you're looking for a WordPress website, check out Linda. That's her group. You can find her there easy. You can also find a link to her at my website building service, which is you can find it at keywebco.com. Just go to the menu find it on almost any of my site i do make websites too i do the free ones you get a free strikingly website don't create your own business site unless you're going to do it right to begin with you don't want to do something bad and redo it that does not help you you start all over every time you do that so don't do it but go get a free strikingly website build yourself a personal website 100 for free if you can figure it out and you just need a little extra help to make it professional no big deal. Just ask me. I will help you. That doesn't cost you a dime. If you just want it out of the box where I can just transfer a site that I make for you, including your own free graphics and logos and all these other things, you just send me the email that you signed up with Strikingly. 
next day after I create it, poof, there it's in your account. Good to go. You have to fill out a few things. That costs you $225. What you're mostly paying for is the Zoom conference that we'll have where I will teach you all the bells and whistles. This is for the free version site. So after you get the site out of the box for me or create it yourself, and I encourage you to make it yourself because it only took me about a year and a half before I was able to make one that was really good, that actually was getting halfway decent results. You have to learn where all the spots are and everything. Then there is some training, and I have training available on my sites. But it's much easier when I just do a Zoom with you for a couple hours and we just go through. I access your computer. I say, okay, here we go here, here, and here. Or the other way around. We'll be looking at my computer where I'm still building your site, haven't even transferred it to you yet. We'll get it all set up, good to go. You can actually be there where I'm helping, helping me create it, sending me an image of what you want here and there. I don't spend days and days doing that, but I will give you a couple of hours if you want to get in on the creative process. Most people just say, hey, make it for me. I know what you make is great. They send me a few images. I make them into logos, graphics for everything. That's enough about the website. But you can blog in there. Now, again, if you are going to blog with, uh, you can do it in my ad, in my Strikingly sites. You have to upgrade to pro version, which is 200 a year. Or you can pay, I think that's like 30 or something a month. I think that's what they cost uh, for WordPress because you have to do the paid version of WordPress. I have a WordPress site, but it's free. Uh, but you have to do the paid version if you want advertisement and embedding on WordPress. But Linda can help you with that. Uh, I don't mess with it. I don't mess with all that. Uh, on my sites, you get a free striking website. You do that yourself. And then if you want me to do it, I'll make something out of the box for you. If not, I'll help you. Then what you do is if you want to blog in there, you can blog and you can embed no, you can't embed. You can put videos in. You can put uh, Pinterest links. There is an app that will work on the free version. You can have a Pinterest board where they can go buy it from there in the free version. You can have one listing. I know that sounds pathetic, but for free, you can have one listing that, ping, that links into PayPal. Now, I'm telling you, free version. It does have multi-variations. As a matter of fact, I'm not sure which site you might be looking at, but if some of my sites that are made on this have one listing like if i'm selling the website it's one listing with the different versions and the different levels i only need one website 100 free now imagine that microsites are the way to go so are strikingly sites you can have as many free version sites as you wish imagine that so you could have toys in ebay then you can go to a microsite and have a blog a basic blog no embeds nothing fancy but all you need is good content a basic blog about toys and in that blog put a few links to some ebay items then even in that website because it's a full website you can take a picture and then have a button they give you a button you fill out the button you have a link they click the button it takes them where you want so you could have a toys website microsite or a website free microsite on adsme adsy.me or you go to strikingly and get a free website and you can create a website there it is not hard if you want me to do it, it's 225 bucks right out of the box. All right, that's enough of that little spiel about that. All right, guys, I think we are done. We have been on exactly the amount of time that I said I was going to be on. I was actually going to stay on just about a minute or two more, but I think I have rattled on long enough. If you don't have any questions, we do have a lot of engagement going on in different sites. I'm not getting the feed of video uh, 
Uh, I'm not able to see the chat as well as I normally see. It seems like most of my links are not actually popping up today. I probably sorted by relevance instead of chronologically. I made that mistake the other day and I missed most of the chat. <laughs> but at least the links are coming in here so you can find what you need to find. Make sure you scroll over to YouTube. Make sure you go over to my personal Facebook page. There are links in both places. Make sure you get Linda's link. Make sure you get the app. From the app, you'll be able to access all those primary links. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed listening to me rattle on and on and on about blogs. I'm going to let you guys go, and here are our final credits. Make sure you come back and see me on Tuesday. I have no clue what I'm talking about, but we will see on Tuesday. You'll see a little events going around. I have a show on Tuesday. I may do a midweek Wednesday show at 1 in the afternoon. I was going to do it yesterday, but I didn't. I'm not sure I'm going to do that yet. But I definitely will be on Tuesday and Thursday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. I hope you enjoyed everything tonight, and I look forward to seeing you soon.